Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Center of the Galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsock for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. We are so close to Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, in theaters mid-December. We're coming up on Thanksgiving here in the States. That is the kind of uh, marker in the, on the trail saying we're almost to the waterfall. We've almost made it, all right? Bear down, uh, get ready. Hunker down, the movie is almost here. In fact, this week, press screening invites went out. Premiere screening invites went out. I did get one of them. Probably not the one I wanted, 
but do not cry for me, Tatooine. It's going to be a good time, and I'm going to share my joy with you guys as best I can. But we're almost here. We're almost here. And now a bevy of TV spots just popped up on our screens uh, this week. And going back to the World Series TV spot, the 45th second spot that pretty much served as a trailer, had the impact of a trailer with that Luke on the Falcon. We talked about it a lot here on Force Center. These TV spots came out, and I'm going to discuss them here a little bit, along with some other stuff about Darth Vader here on this episode. So I guess I could say light spoiler warning, because it's what I'm talking about. We're almost there, and a lot of you uh, have have written us and on Facebook and Twitter and, and Patreon and said, hey, I love you guys. I'm going to back off a little bit. And come back to you guys in January, or at least after I see The Last Jedi. And a lot, a lot of you, there's been a few of you said that. And I respect it fully. I wish I didn't even know what I know now. And I don't know too much other than what I've seen. I've heard some stuff. Yeah, but there was some stuff early on. I mean, we're talking almost last year that I heard about this movie. And they're so, they're so far back in my mind, I don't even re- really remember them. And I'm choosing to not focus on what, not recall what I might have heard. I'm pretty much going in, um, as a lot of you are, just with what I've seen. And that that's despite working in this uh, digital media uh, business where it's part of my job to pay attention to Star Wars stories, I've been fortunate enough to kind of be able, be able to pull back. When I can worry about these TV spots, much like I did back in 2015, Force Awakens. Remember, we are so close. We got through a couple trailers. We got through that international trailer to kind of showed some new things from a dis- different point of view, uh, literally. And we were like, oh, no, we're starting to get things together. In fact, then these TV spots for Force Awakens just rolled out. And that's where I actually first saw the Millennium Falcon crash through the snow-covered trees on Starkiller Base was a TV spot. A, a friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, Joel, wrote me and said, hey, man, oh, the Falcon crashing through the snow-covered trees. That's awesome. I'm so ready for this movie. And I was like... What is he talking about? And just before I could even finish the thought, suddenly out of nowhere, like the TV spot just like popped up on my computer, like a hologram almost. It was there and I saw it. And that was the first time I saw the Falcon in that scene. I wish I saw it on the big screen. Now the TV spot kind of, I don't want to say misled us, but it wasn't what we, it wasn't a, some a giant fight or an action sequence. It was literally a crash land. Now that's one of my favorite moments in The Force Awakens because it's one of my favorite Han Solo moments. Even in his old age, Han Solo is still that dashing rogue scoundrel willing to take a, a take his ship into hyperspace and, and basically uh, come out of hyperspace already on the surface of the planet. Love that moment. But, you know, the trailer, TV trailer, gave away what the visual, gave away that kind of uh, uh, treat of seeing it up on the big screen for the first time. So I, I worry, like a lot of you. And this week, after the Game 7 TV spot, just four more spots have popped out. At least four more. There might be more. Um, You know, they're they're breaking left and right. I think I saw one tonight uh, that was uh, posted on a website that wasn't even like an HD YouTube Star Wars channel YouTube uh, exclusive. It was like someone filmed it with their phone on a TV screen. And... um, Here's the thing, you know, they're giving away they're giving away enough. And I think they're doing a great job. The marketing for this movie has been great so far. I think the trailers really don't give you a direct picture, but again, we can start to piece this stuff together. We talk about that a lot here on Force Center, but little bits of dialogue, little cool moments. There's a moment with Poe Dameron moment with Poe Dameron and Leia that I wish I'd experienced on the screen for the first time, but it's not huge. And I think, I don't think it's going to take away my enjoyment. I am okay with all of this. 
as long as uh, you know they're not giving away that the the choices that these characters end up making, I want to not know. And I, right now, I don't know. Honestly, maybe there's little things I could piece together. I could slow down footage and see if it's reversed. All that stuff that like a lot of people have done. But I, I'm not reading a lot into that. I'm just enjoying. I'm soaking up the themes and the choices that these characters are going to have. Uh, throughout this movie, and um, I've, I, you guys know I don't like to speculate too much, but I enjoy good speculation, and there's some fun ones out there. Um, but the trailers so far, these TV spots, given away a little bit, a little bit, but a lot of it's the same stuff from the same sequences, and I'm okay with that. What's very cool is almost by design, there's not a lot coming out on Rose Tico, though Rose, Kelly Marie Tran's character, uh, has some cool shots that keep showing up and cool little interviews, and she's winning over the hearts of Star Wars fans the world over. So happy for Kelly Marie Tran. Don't know her personally, but it, as a fan, I'm happy for her. But we're not, I, have, I don't think I've heard Rose speak on, um, on any, any trailer. Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't. Um, I, that means, it might mean I've missed a TV spot if she's out there. Um, but, you know, Rose has been there, but light, she's on the posters. DJ Benicio Del Toro, not in a lot, just promotional stuff. Amilin Holdo, Vice Admiral Amilin Holdo, uh, Laura Dern's character. We're getting shots. We're not really seeing her in the trailer, and I love that. So they're they're being respectful in that regard. And I actually was happy when 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 the Porgs, oh, I said that word, when the Porgs kind of leaked is like, here's the thing that's going to be in this movie. Uh, I was very intrigued. I actually like the design. I keep saying, though I make my jokes about porgs uh, being eaten and porg meat and all that stuff. Um, I, I, I actually kind of like, uh, I, I like the design. It fits into the world for me. Star Wars can be, uh, Star Wars, there's some room for cute in Star Wars, I guess is what I'm thinking. But I, I think I needed a porg in the trailer. I love that shot of Chewie and the porg. I actually really do like it. And uh, I, I, I needed that to just kind of be like, all right. I like what's going on with it, at least on paper, but I need to see it uh, in front of me on screen. And all right, I did. Porg makes a little noise. He's happy. I'm happy. I'm good with the porks. But I'm glad outside of that, we're not seeing a lot of other things. We're not seeing the Praetorian Guards in action. We're not seeing uh, much of uh, Phasma outside of the Finn stuff. We're not seeing much of Hux even outside of some shots. And I don't think we've seen a ton of Kylo Ren. We've just seen a few shots here and there, getting angry, piloting his ship, the silencer, which looks great. And um, that kind of, I think, a, a, a false moment of him maybe killing, uh, trying to kill Leia, or at least getting the command uh, deck of the Rattus in his eyesight. And I, I, I think that might happen, but I think he, even though it's in his target, uh, in his scope there, I don't think he does it. Um, I don't think that's the case. But so uh, I'm overall, these TV spots are are doing all right for me. They're getting me hyped up. We're so close. I feel it. Can you feel it? Um, so the TV spots. If you're if you're afraid, if you're afraid, I understand. Maybe you don't want to watch them. Maybe watch them with one eye open or one one eye closed. You might be all right. Want to talk about Darth Vader? Oh, you heard of him? Darth Vader, popular, popular for a reason. I'm really enjoying. The Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith comic by Charles Soule. It's in issue eight now. I just finished it. Uh, no, no overall plot details, but I'll, I'll tell you where we're at in the story. We got Vader. has uh, killed his first uh, Jedi, you know, Master Infula, got his lightsaber, blood the blade, all that stuff. And now uh, there's some good stuff with him and the Emperor. Good stuff with him at the formation of the Empire. 
This is really, really close to the events of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, in fact, the comic, as you know, starts moments after that. So there's some good stuff. And, and as a hashtag prequelist, uh, I enjoy a good prequel era storyline. And this, uh, this is prequel era, close enough. It is uh, the, 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 the tail end and the end of the prequels, uh, prequel era. As, a, as we go to the Galactic uh, Empire. But cool stuff going on, and Vader and the Emperor, are uh, their relationship is strained already. And now we've, we're introducing the Grand Inquisitor, which is uh, curious uh, in the fact that he obviously appears in Rebels. Uh, that's some, you know, what, 19 years later? Well, it'll be about 16 or so, 15, 16 years later from this point. Uh, the... Um, the Inquisitor, the Inquisitor program, and the Inquisitors, and, and even the fact their names, seventh brother, fifth, seventh sister, fifth brother, eighth brother, or whatever they are, sixth brother. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of them there. I like those names. I like the int- intrigue and mystery there. But now we're starting to see in this Vader comic, the early days, the formation. These are recovered Jedi's, so to speak. These are um, uh, Force users, not fully trained in the ways of the Sith. And the Grand Inquisitor, as we know, is a former Jedi Temple guard. He's motivated, but he's a little at odds with Vader. Vader has basically been promoted and is now the supervisor of the Inquisitors. All right. So the training is real tough. He actually has injured the sixth brother, which is interesting. Sixth brother factors back into the Ahsoka novel. Um, So there's some cool stuff going on there. Now Vader is out to chase some of the Jedi who have survived Order 66. And you probably saw some of this go along, uh, go out in the news recently that, you know, uh, some of the survivors include Yoda. They, they consider him a survivor because they couldn't confirm his death. And we know from the book, a certain point, from a certain point of view, that Yoda has battled probots on Dagobah as the Empire still searches for him. Now, what's interesting to me is if, wouldn't the Empire think if, if some probots, because in that story alone, he like destroys three, if those probots are on Dagobah and they get destroyed, uh, I'd maybe send some troops to Dagobah. Maybe we'll find out that Yoda destroyed some stormtroopers on Dagobah. I don't know. Interesting that. Uh, but Yoda, we know he survived. The Empire and the Emperor have a hunch he survived. It seems as though um, the Emperor is uh, uh, kind of shaken by the idea that when he finds out that Obi-Wan Kenobi has survived and returned in the events of New Hope, that again coming from a certain point of view. So there's that. And then uh, the Quinlan Voss is the big one that everyone's talking about. But then we find out the the one that's considered the most important to the Emperor is Jocasta Nu, who, of course, is the for uh, the Jedi librarian for other uh, lack of a, a better description. That's how she's kind of known in Star Wars nerd culture. Um, kind of a, I don't want to say a punchline. She's a little snooty. She, uh, you know, uh, she's very nice to Jet, uh, Jet, or Zet Jukaska, Jukasa, which is uh, Jet Lucas's character, his little young Jedi character. Uh, but she's very snooty to Obi-Wan. Oh, you know, Kamino is, doesn't exist if it's not in the records. It just doesn't exist at a little youngling and, 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 and De- Dexter, or Jetster, no more than the Jocasta knew. A lot of people in the know that's one of those characters, Jocasta knew, that you kind of learn. It's like what I call second-level fandom. Not that, the, not that I rank fandoms. Like what you like. Love what you love. Know what you know. Uh, but, you know, there's Star Wars fans, casual stuff. There's that, that, that next level. They're like, oh, Jocasta knew. I know that character. She's the old lady from uh, the prequels. She's like the Jedi librarian. Well, she is heavy, heavy, featured heavily right now in this Vader comic. Vader is hunting her down, and it's almost comical. 
Uh, and we're seeing a lot about Vader's relationship with the Emperor. The Emperor telling him, you cannot go around choking my Imperial officers. I will not have a galaxy to rule. There's a dead, empty galaxy. You must stop. Can't do that anymore. So uh, maybe by the time Vader is choking Ozil and uh, Nita in Empire Strikes Back, he's a bit of a rebel, a rebel himself to the Emperor, uh, striking his own rebellion of choking Imperial officers. So I guess my overall question is, I love this stuff with Vader. Vader is popular for a reason. And the big reveal in Empire turned him from a dark, menacing bad guy with the big flowing cape and the voice and the lightsaber, and he killed Obi-Wan, and he shook his fist, and, and we don't like Vader. Suddenly, all right, he's our hero's father, and there's a story there. And now we're confused because Obi-Wan had told Luke some things about his father that we now know potentially were a lie and suddenly vader has some layers he's intriguing and and then he's redeemed and then you come back in the prequels and you see where it all started whether or not you think it worked or not it was interesting it it was uh it it, it was it was interesting to see interesting to see where this this ultimate evil in the galaxy came from but the question that was maybe asked then that sometimes is still asked is did we do we need that much of vader should vader have remained a mystery now I don't think so. I, I, I like what uh, I like what happened in the, the prequels. I like seeing the fall of Vader, but reading this comic and I like this comic and I like the first Vader run. I wonder if some of the mystery is being lost. I wonder if we are getting too much of Vader learning to be Vader. It's interesting. I love it. I'm soaking it up. But is there does there need to be mystery left in Darth Vader? His impact, it will always be felt, but that impact is being the bad guy and nothing but the bad guy. That's long gone. That that changed forever in May of 1980. We can't go back to that moment. But do we want to go maybe radio silent on Vader after this comic ends? Now, I believe he'll be a good villain in the Obi-Wan movie. Should that happen? We should note that's still technically unofficial and unconfirmed. I think it would work. Obi-Wan having some lingering effect of of not uh, knowing if Vader's alive or learning Vader's alive, learning that Vader is Anakin, getting a feeling through that, uh, uh, feeling bad for not killing Anakin or or even engaging with Anakin. Uh, I think that's part of uh, Obi-Wan's character and part of what he is feeling when he's out there in the desert. So the idea of Obi-Wan and Vader facing off one more time for us as fans is intriguing to me, but I can understand the counter-argument of too much Vader. If he appears in the Han Solo movie, there better be a darn good reason that Vader is appearing in there. Other because otherwise, I I don't really want to see it. I, I don't need Vader in the movie. I'm not against it. But as we unravel a lot of what made Vader, and especially what makes Vader in the early days, is it too much? Right now, no. But I think you could get to the point. Where if we keep rolling out Darth Vader as one of the main characters of Star Wars, because he is, is there going to be too much to take in? Do we need to fill every nook and cranny of the story? I'm having fun with what they're doing with Luke Skywalker. Return of the Jedi ends. We got the four issues of Shattered Empire. We got things here and there, mentions and books. And that's pretty much it right now. The Legends of Luke Skywalker book... I'm about halfway through. 
said here in another podcast, I'm struggling with it. It's not my favorite of the new canon. I love the idea behind it, but I am struggling with it. But there are some interesting ideas, true or not, because these stories are designed to be true or not. Um, they're, they're legends. Uh, there's definitely some interesting themes about the Force. Some things going on about, you know, you, you, the Force uh, doesn't necessarily care about good or evil, and that uh, anyone who tries to take the Force and adapt it to their own will for good or bad is not doing it right. That the Force, to be in balance, you must not have any agenda. You must let, you must let the Force be the Force. It's, it's some interesting stuff going on there. But for right now, Luke Skywalker in this period between Last Jedi and Force Awakens, of course, and the events of Return of the Jedi and Shattered Empire, we don't know. And I love that. It can be frustrating at times. There's times where I just want the answers. Give me a Lore Santeca, Luke Skywalker animated show or a book. Give me a comic run explaining a little bit more. We know about six years prior to the events of The Force Awakens is where Ben Solo turned. Uh, Luke kind of ran off. We got Han explaining it pretty clearly. When you rewatch Force Awakens, you are reminded Han pretty much says, yeah, Luke. Some stuff went bad. He tried to train some kids. Someone turned against him. Luke feels pretty bad about it. Thinks he's to blame. Uh, so as part of why Luke has run away, we know, and we can put together, two plus two does not equal chicken in this case. Uh, so um, I, I love what they're doing with that. And I love that I, I'm going into The Last Jedi not knowing a lot about older Luke Skywalker. I want those answers be forthcoming now the answers will come and then be like all right well that's the answers then maybe we can go back but i wouldn't mind if some of those 30 years are kept a mystery and i hope some of darth vader is kept a mystery we have been exploring a lot in new canon that vader is constantly tested doesn't necessarily trust the emperor Sometimes works against him, sometimes uh, works behind the emperor's back, and the emperor kind of has the same feelings. And that was kind of uh, one of the big takeaways from the first Vader Marvel run, is after the events of New Hope, the rebels are a problem. And you know what? The Emperor kind of views Vader as a potential problem, and he was already kind of planning to replace him. Now that fits all in to the Sith to who Palpatine is, and Vader kind of working against the Emperor at times, or doubting him, or holding things back, or trying to find out who was the one uh, who took out the Death Star because he felt something there, and finding out that it's uh, this kid named Luke Skywalker. That's all great stuff. I- I'm not suggesting that I that stuff shouldn't have been out there, but I wonder if there's a stopping point. Do we want a stopping point for the Lord Darth Vader? Do we need to know every time he doubted the Emperor? Every time he thought about Snips and his former Padawan, uh, as he may or may not have killed her, um, do, we, do we need to know that he had uh, bad dreams about Padme? I mean, I love all the stuff. But I am saying now, I wouldn't mind a little bit of a cutoff. A little bit. We talk about too much Star Wars. Is there going to be too much Star Wars? New trilogy, standalone movies, books, comics, video games. Is it too much Star Wars? No. No. But I don't mind pulling back on some characters. 
The Ryan Johnson trilogy, if it is indeed new in a new part of the galaxy with characters never before explored, I think that's a good thing. I think a lot of people agree it's a good thing. You have relaunched this franchise for a new generation, and they've done it well. As we wait for The Last Jedi, our hopes are even higher. Higher than it was for The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens had so much pressure on it. I almost wonder if The Last Jedi has more. Because now we actually have more hopes. Force Awakens came. We like Force Awakens. It went. And now we want more, more, more. The Last Jedi has a lot to deliver on. So, with all that said, in regards to too much Star Wars and too much Darth Vader, maybe we start pulling back on some of these all-star characters. Maybe start focusing on other areas of the galaxy. That seems to be the course they might take, the course they should take. And for the first time, I, after reading the Darth Vader comic just today as I'm recording, thought I don't need to know every little detail about Vader learning to be Vader. I want some mystery. I want some legend. I don't need all the answers. What do you guys think? Do we need answers? Are you feeling there's too much insight into this great character of Darth Vader? Do you want to know more? Have we learned what you thought going in? Is this what you thought Darth Vader would be? This guy that's kind of still struggling? Not quite a big fan of his boss, but goes along, feels trapped, succumbed to his anger, did he? Uh, Is it going as planned for you guys? And on the TV spots, let me know. Let us know. Are you watching them? Are they giving away too much? I want to know. We're almost there, guys. We are almost there. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. It's going to rock our world. Guys, we'll see you next time here on Spotlight Star Wars. As always, you can follow me at Ken Napsock. Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the channel on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher as well. We got four center main shows. We got some great databank ball, uh, databank brawls coming for you. Databank balls. Databank brawls are on the way. Star Wars ranked. Star Wars counseling. Jennifer's working on a new Jedi beep. Thank you so much for following us here on the Force Center podcast feed. We appreciate it. We're on Patreon as well. And merch, including a new t-shirt, available at TeePublic. We'll see you guys next time. May that Force thing kind of sort of always be around you. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.